for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. This episode of Unwell is brought to you by The Amelia Project. Have you ever daydreamed about disappearing and starting over? What if there was a company that provided just that service? Welcome to the comedy fiction podcast, The Amelia Project, a show about a secret death-faking agency. In each episode, you'll hear a new client being interviewed and the dilemmas that bring them to the death-faking agency. They're in turn funny, thought-provoking, or downright surreal. It's just such a delightful premise. We think you'll really enjoy it. You can find The Amelia Project wherever you listen to podcasts and stick around for a trailer for The Amelia Project at the end of this episode. Hello, Jeffrey here. Today we're excited to bring you something very different from Unwell, a sampler from Season 1 of the actual play podcast Starship Tempest. Starship Tempest is a production that blurs the line between actual play podcast and traditional audio drama. It's a role-playing game set in the Star Trek universe in between the original series and Next Generation eras. The show features a group of friends whose history of performing together dates back nearly 20 years and features a number of artists who I'm sure you'll recognize from Unwell and Our Fair City. So, enjoy this sampler from Season 1 of Starship Tempest and go catch up on the complete season to get ready for their Season 2 launch in January 2022. Space, the final frontier. These are the missions of the starship Tempest. Set between Captains Kirk and Picard, five friends stumble their way through their first role-playing game as the crew of this Federation starship, exploring strange new worlds, keeping peace in the galaxy, defending their keyboards from kids and cats, and going clumsily, if not boldly, where no one has gone before. Captain's Log Supplemental. 
Repairs are proceeding on the Ellesmere, though it remains trapped in the neutral zone under the shadow of a Romulan warbird. Dr. Teal has begun to suspect foul play in the death of the Ellesmere captain, but if that is indeed the case, the culprit and their motives remain a mystery. Oh, yeah, I was about to go see if there's a zombie captain in there. <laughs> or a Romulan agent is what this captain is thinking. I mean, or that. Yeah, I don't know. Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, the, the oh, dead captain a is a Romulan agent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you, you make your way next door to Cargo Bay 3. Uh, you find uh, Captain Blake in amongst the dozens of uh, dead bodies, uh, all covered in sheets. Uh, but I also shudder a little bit because this is creepy. Yeah, it's not not a great situation. Can they all <laughs> at the same um, time sit up with each other? Ew. In, no. in in Cargo Bay Three, for some reason, there's a single bare bulb hanging from the ceiling, <laughs> which is swinging back and forth <laughs> and flickering <laughs> and flickering. <laughs> uh, but you 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 find the captain. Um, she has obvious head trauma. Uh, if you'd like to run your autopsy, it'll take uh, 15 minutes to do uh, okay. with your tricorder, uh, and it'll be a, a control or insight and medicine. Insight and medicine. And nurse cat can assist? Difficulty? Uh, yeah, if you want. Yeah. So it's difficulty three. Uh, you do have all of your momentum. Okay, I'm going to spend a momentum as well. And then I don't know if you have any focuses that help in this situation. I mean, grave robbing, medicine, grave robbing, <laughs> grave robbing, grave robbing. Uh, medicine, biology, composure. No, because uh, <laughs> no, you're not actually administering medicine. But uh, biology. Yeah. yeah, biology works. Studying the human body, that's biology. Study of uh, life, not death. It's iffy, but I'll give it to you. All right. <laughs> Success. Yeah. All right. Okay. So tell me all the things. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, dead. <laughs> Brian just says <laughs> dead. <laughs> she she dead. She's super dead. dead. <laughs> no, she super definitely. Dead. Uh, she definitely has lots of head trauma, uh, which is consistent with what you know already. However, which is that she's dead. <laughs> and that head trauma occurred post mortem. Uh, so that happened uh. after she died. Uh, you also huh. notice some marks around her neck. Um, it's a Vulcan neck pinch. It's that doctor. <laughs> um, that are consistent with strangulation. Uh, and then there's also um, some burns on her face from a nearby explosion. It's that sketchy doctor. I think she was killed, then the ship was taken purposefully into the neutral zone. Alright, um, answer that hail. Okay, so uh, another Klingon, this guy is much older, uh, appears on the screen. This guy's name is Bach, and he's the administrator for the Klingon facility, so he's basically Norris Lee's Klingon counterpart. Um, is he also a jackass? <laughs> We're gonna roll to find out. <laughs> Captain, welcome to the Ivex system. I hope Clotha didn't give you too much trouble. He may talk a loud and brash game, but rest assured that I am the authority here for the Klingon Empire, and we have no desire to cause any trouble. We simply want to mine the Dilithium here, and if we are left in peace, we will leave you alone. If you like, you're more than welcome to come down and talk in person and join us at our facility. Ask if they have pot roast. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I I, 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 I missed your name, sir. Bach. Bach. So, Brian, I'm just going to reiterate the possibility of defecting. Because, like, these guys seem real nice and fun. <laughs> and Malie seems yeah, like a jackass. Yeah, I agree. Don't blame me. I voted for Bach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Bach. Trust me, I had nothing but great conversations with Clotha. I found him extremely engaging. <laughs> He's young and stupid, Captain, but uh, sometimes you need those. Yes, he, he was quite, uh, we call it cute in our in our culture. <laughs> um, it's probably good you didn't call him that to his face. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, uh, me and my officers would be delighted to accept your gracious invitation. Very well, Captain. I'll send the coordinates up. We'll expect you shortly. Um, and it clicks off. And before before those um, coordinates come in, you start to get an alert that there is some kind of strange readings coming from the um, the underneath the surface of Ivex Two. So uh, underground. Captain, I'm starting to get some strange readings. <laughs> Maybe come on over here. Come on, come on, come on, take a look. So if you want to do a scan, um, go ahead and do. A, Me or Ryan, or Captain. Whoever is at the science station. There could be six of us at the science station. <laughs> um, go ahead and do a control plus science, uh, assisted by the ship sensors and science. Difficulty one. I'll do the ship. Thank you. Why am I at the science station? <laughs> Does anybody want a bagel? I have two bagels. <laughs> the science station, for no reason, explodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thankfully, the ship the ship gets you across that that line. Uh, but <laughs> we'll give you a threat. This one. You're gonna take a threat for this one. Yeah, we're gonna take a threat. Okay. Okay. All right. Teal went to go activate the console, slipped and slammed her face <laughs> on it instead. <laughs> <laughs> and cause the whole system to reboot in the process uh, by smashing it with their face. Uh, okay, so uh, so these uh, sensor readings come in. They are very confusing, but they definitely bear the indications of life signs of some kind. Um, but they underneath Tevex two on Ivex two, so on the Klingon mining Ivex, planet. Sorry. Um, so they they're very confusing in the sense that. Sometimes it seems like there's one or several large creatures, and sometimes it seems like there's multiple uh, smaller creatures, and those sort of life life readings meld and split and, and so constantly it's in Muppet flux. Muppet Man, basically? It's what? Muppet Man. I don't get that reference. <laughs> you know, when all the Muppets stack up together and wear a trench coat? Oh. <laughs> sure, maybe. It's Puppet Man. If you had done better on the sensor roll, then maybe, maybe your sisters would tell you. Teal's best assessment is, I think it's Muppet Man. Captain, <laughs> Captain we got Muppets. We got Muppets. <sighs> Holden breaks in. Sir, I don't think it's Muppets. <laughs> you don't know. You weren't there. Okay. I mean, maybe you know. Now rise for the Klingon anthem. <laughs> 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 was there any other event that coincided with the with the start of this phenomenon? Not that we can tell. Uh, we so the all of the the various aspects that we are assuming have some kind of underlying common cause happened started happening around the same time. So the premature aging of some of our colonists, uh, as well as the the 
vines uh, prematurely aging and withering, uh, and the degradation to the physical structures all seem to happen around the same time. Is there a geographic nature to the effects? Is this happening in only certain geographic areas, or is it happening, does a whole family get affected, or just certain members of the family? Um, there's no geographic localization that we are aware of. It is on and off, so it happens you know, on some kind of uh, periodic schedule about every uh, like 19 hours or something uh, like that. Um, it's not exact, but it's, it's regular that way. How much do um, people, what is the aging effect every 19 hours? Do people age by what you would term a couple of years or a couple of decades or what? Yeah, it seems to be, well, let me, let me introduce you to the Macleys. Uh, and so she leads you uh, over to their, to their household. And there's uh, the husband and the father, uh, Wes, the wife, uh, uh, mother, Aurelia, and their son, Efren, who is, um, uh, according to them, about uh, two months old, but physically it has the development of a two-year-old. Um, but mentally is still very clearly uh, a two-month-old and, you know, is, uh, is nonverbal, uh, has the motor coordination of a two-month-old, but very clearly has been prematurely aged by whatever this thing, this phenomenon is. Uh, obviously, the parents are uh, rather in distress. Um, Wes, uh, you know, introduces you to Efren uh, and kind of in, uh, shows you his his condition. He hasn't started speaking yet, and he's unable to walk, but he can uh, kind of crawl a little bit. I asked the uh, governor if she's ever seen the old Earth movie Jack, and if this is a lot like <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Sounds like. So uh, let's see. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Teal, <laughs> go ahead and do a reason medical task with a difficulty of one for me. Uh, and what, what is this accomplishing? Uh, so this is like a, um, you're, invest you're, you're basically scanning the scanning. kid, checking him out. While this is happening, I'm describing the complete plot of the movie Jack to Governor Serena. <laughs> <laughs> she rolled a success. Good job. And you succeeded. Uh, so basically your scans tell you that there is no underlying genetic disorders, right? So, uh, as, uh, Commander Goodspeed would undoubtedly have explained just now, Jack is a movie <laughs> about a human with a disease called progeria, which is premature, you know, premature aging, right, Commander Goodspeed? That is correct. Yeah. It is, uh, it is not the movie Jack Reacher, which first came up in my databanks, but no, it is the movie Jack. Right. So there's a human disease called progeria, which is premature aging, which is the, uh, which is what happens in the movie Jack. Uh, but that is not what Efren, Efren here has. Progeria is also a, uh, a genetic disorder that would have been screened out as part of a Federation citizen's normal kind of prenatal uh, care. So okay, so this is this that. is not Jack disease. It is definitively not Jack's disease. Okay, which is good because it only got a nineteen percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm glad to hear that from a medical standpoint. Agreed. Which I, ninety or nineteen? Nineteen. Really? Which I feel is unfair because yeah. I like that movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, Todd McCarthy of Variety called it tedious, uneventful fantasy. <laughs> 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 Captain, I have a recommendation if you'd like to hear it. Go ahead, Commander. I'd recommend we beam a couple of the citizens up to the ship. We can do it to the holodeck and recreate something that won't freak them out. I don't know how modern they are. Are these people modern people? Have they seen the inside no, of Starship? Yeah, yeah. yeah, they... Well, first of all, remember, your ship doesn't have a holodeck. Uh, 
Okay, but well, are, that's there's your first problem. <laughs> <laughs> these are otherwise completely modern Federation citizens. They're colonists. They know the galaxy exists well, and all that. So, Captain and Dr. Teal, with your concurrence, we could beam a couple of folks up to the ship uh, and keep them in containment, uh, some sort of a, uh, a quarantine facility on board the, the ship, maybe in the med bay, wherever, and maybe check in with them. If this thing happens every 19 hours, it would be good to take a few people who it has happened to and see if it happens when we get them off the planet. Yeah, I, I would agree with that plan. So you're saying take them off the planet to see if that has a, uh, an effect? I'm just trying to squash variables here, Captain. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Do you, anybody in particular? I mean, you've only really met the Mackleys. Well, I can't. About it. You can't abduct the first people you see. But. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> Starfleet 101. Uh, I'm sure if you if you called them up on their communicator frequency and like, hey, we want to remove your child from this life-threatening situation for the time being. Yeah, they would probably. I mean, okay we would take it. them all as a family. Like, we're not trying yeah, to rip yeah. the kid away. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We should probably also take some biological samples, like sure, okay, like like you know, take great, some, like a some vines and whatnot. Let's sample it up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm just gonna. You guys can just do that. I'm not gonna make you do anything special to do that. Um, did when you? When is the next 19 hour cycle hitting? By the way. Uh, good question. Uh, not for a while yet. You In have three, two, one. You have several, several after the commercial break. <laughs> several, several hours before it hits. Uh, Wait, is everybody on the same schedule? Uh, it's it's not it's not that easy to tell. Okay. Um, it's it's not like you know, and 13 minutes after the hour, you know, everybody suddenly ages. Yeah. Uh, you know. Okay. Um. All right. So yeah, you send some samples back up to the ship. Are you sending the Mackley family or somebody else? If up they're to game, the ship just if to they're game, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So you send the Mackley family up to the ship, and they're hanging out in the ship's sick bay. Uh, for the time being. Okay, and uh, I want to be clear that we've co- we've like cordoned off that part of sick bay so that if this is quarantines. something uh, exposed in the environment that it won't infect the ship. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, they are in a special quarantine section of sick bay. Okay. Uh, and being tended to the rest of uh, Doctor Teal's medical staff. Um, but open a channel to the Chicago. Captain Reynolds here. I like it. It's good to see you Look, I I don't mean to impose But I hope you have the chips and dip ready Because we're about to bring a party to you Uh, A couple of galore class cruisers Will be on our tail And we're about to uh, set course at full steam your direction Uh, Okay, acknowledged Uh, We'll be ready Alright, set course, maximum warp And meet us halfway Unless somebody has a different idea I think it's a great idea, I love it I love it (laughs) Okay, alright, let's do it Uh, So two, two of the cruisers Keep up with you You know Brian, you don't have to. Wait, hey, could, <laughs> hey can I suggest before we pr- before we press the button? Yeah. Did the ship explode yet? Um, it didn't explode, but the life support has failed at this point. Can I suggest that we just fire off a phaser off of our uh, our starboard side to blow it up as a little bit of a distraction, a little bit of a, a little bit of a smoke bomb? I like you it. Want- I like it too. <laughs> you can roll. <laughs> you want to roll for it? Sure. Yeah. That's a Holden thing, right? If it's yeah, if it's if it's close enough, would it damage them if it exploded? Nah. Okay. Oh well, that's fine. But I want to open a quick channel to the uh, to the Kraxen, and right before we hit fire, I'm gonna say, "Go, Krim." There's an expression we have back on Earth: "Happy Fourth of July." 
<laughs> when, I, when I cut the screen. <laughs> There's an expression we have on Earth. It's, Biff, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> Please make this an easy task for the drama, bro. Yeah. Um... Well, it's it's a you fire it's a, any. <laughs> oh my god! If we miss, <laughs> Federation ship, what? It's uh, it's just a, well. Are you using um phasers or torpedoes? Um, and then it's just that uh, attack, which is the standard one. Um, Let's go crazy and use po- a, a torpedo. That'll do it. That'll do the trick. You're gonna make both. What? No, I, I think you said a torpedo. A torpedo. Oh, sorry. Okay, you got out there for a second. Okay. Uh, control security, difficulty two. Uh, uh, that would be you, Holden. All right. And then someone else roll for the ship, because I did not do well last time. Uh, good speed. You roll for the ship. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> and that would be weapons and security. Okay. Okay. Success. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so the Kellebeck goes up in bright flames. Um, and immediately we hit the button and warp. Okay. Oh, we don't even wait. We fire the torpedo and then warp. Okay. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, like dropping that's the mic we, almost. Oh, that's super. Yeah, that I like that plan. That's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we already did in the past a moment ago. <laughs> okay. Okay, so you got you got one success, but you needed two. Uh, so you try to get your arm down to your waist where your phaser is, but you just you can't you can't quite get it there. Um, Captain, help me! Why are you blocking Panther? Let him help me. And as you say that, that's the very last thing you manage to to get out before the alien uh, creature fully subsumes you. It rises over your head, uh, no, and you are now fully encased in this uh, in, in this. Uh, <laughs> See? Did you hear that? She said, I'm fine. No, I'm dead! So, Captain, I'm going to give you one last chance to to either do something or not, uh, and then the next thing happens. If this is the death of my character, I swear to God. Way to go, Tasha. I know. So, Captain, I, so uh, choose what you're going to do. I turn my gun off of Panther, and I fire at the entity. Okay, make a control of security. Oh, good. So go ahead. Am I just going to be eel for the rest of the series? Glad you diversified. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Apparently. So you succeeded at that task. uh, So go ahead and roll damage. Okay. So you did, uh, let's see, uh, five points of stress. The creature has no resistance. So that's enough to cause an injury. Uh, it wilts off of uh, Dr. Teal and kind of retreats uh, back into the, the cracks of the cave uh, and is gone for a moment, uh, but not for very long. In the next moment, uh, it kind of reemerges and even more of this material starts emerging from all the cracks uh, in the walls. And now it's what was like about a, you know, one cubic meter um size creature is now a five cubic meter size creature and it's now uh, emerged and uh, coalesced on in the cavern floor uh, where it first started all right so as a quick side note um, i have now updated panther's character sheet to include a focus of good officer to state that like if he's following commands or doing something for the the normal thing 
that he would have a focus to option do that, as well as a value of chain command. Okay. So yeah, he essentially, so he has a value that he will follow the chain of command regardless. That's a that's a great use of using circumstances to build a character. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's an error added. Okay, so now this this much larger version of the creature uh, appears in the in the in the space in front of you. Uh, it is even more active with the the lights and the colors and the rippling uh, than before. And as it coalesces, as it finishes coalescing into one large creature, it the whole thing lurches towards you. Towards who? All of you. All of us. All of us? Yeah, yeah, it sounds like all of us. Yep. Nope. Nope, could I'm we, running could, toward the shuttle. Yeah, well, so the shuttle's in orbit. We could beam out, correct? Oh. No, you're you're too far underground. Um, oh, we're in the You'd cave. have to get back to the to the surface to beam out. Running. Mm-hmm. And you'd, and you'd have to, yeah, the, you beam down from the Tempest, and the Tempest is uh, at the other planet, so. Well, we we left a, I, I, meant, I noted that we left a runabout that they could, like, beam yeah. to. If oh, did you? Okay. To yeah. come meet well, you still have to get to the, the surface yeah. to get to that. Yes. Uh, yeah, would I, I be, if I I'm brought running. the Tempest over, could I be better than, than that? Could I get them out where they're from? Because mm. they have comm range. Yeah, you couldn't get there in time. Okay. We're running. Cool. We're running. You're running? Do my thing. Okay. Running. Guess what, guys? Yeah, pa- pa- Panther goes, mm-hmm, as a, what? what do we do, Captain? Captain, are you, are you running? I, t- I tell him to run, and I drop my phaser and hold my ground. Wow, okay. All right. You, you will confer among yourselves, but the next thing that you have to do is report what you did and what you chose to do uh, to your admiral. But I'll let you guys confer for a minute before we do that. Uh, what I was going to suggest is we tell her that we went down there and we detected the effects of, that, of, the, of the tachyon radiation for the first few hours, and then it stopped. And we don't doesn't our it ship, anymore. Doesn't our ship keep records of shit? Like, <laughs> yeah. there's a bunch of beaming, there's a bunch of, like, I'd say let's just tell her the truth and be like, we oh. did some stuff back in the day that was really disappointing, and now um, we've righted a wrong. And if, if that's a crime, then lock me up. Sure, you want you want to go all Picard about it. I kind of want to go Cisco on this. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, you're the captain, Captain. So I want. So I, I kind of want to go Garrick on them. I, <laughs> I, I would say let's hold in. Go to your room. <laughs> no, I would say let's let's present it to him because like this is clearly a black eye, and there's there's totally a chance that them bringing back the Hamilton, like now they have the Hamilton, and at some point that the secret could come out. So we're now keeping a secret for Starfleet keeping a secret for potentially that admiral if they actually know what happened. Yeah. It's so like, we could catch that in later. But, yeah. but did you give the Romulans permission to make the information public to embarrass the yes, Federation? To embarrass which they, the Federation. Which they could do... They're going to do that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Which the which Federation could always just deny. But Right, yeah. but we know the truth and we have proof of the truth. So, But the, the Romulans true also true. have the proof because you gave them the ship. Well, they have proof that that the Hamilton still exists, but not necessarily the weapon. Yeah, I mean, right. they 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 have a certain amount of proof, right? Like, so they can show that they have the ship and the damage that happened to the ship, and they can you know present their story, and they 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 have enough evidence that they could raise legitimate points, right? So not everybody's yeah. going to believe them, but they have enough that well, you know it's going to be not good for the Federation. I'll take my vote 
aside, and since there are three senior officers, we'll have a we'll have a. Vote I mean, there's one. no vote. You're deciding. No, <laughs> no, because the, we're talking about going directly against Starfleet command, so it's not something that Maddox would force upon his crew. I mean, yeah, I'm. My suggestion is to go with good speed in the sense that we tell her what happened, but I would just do it and then hold it over them. Yeah, I like that. Okay. I'm proud of me too. This was a test the whole time. <laughs> and you failed. Okay, Admiral, yeah. you could take off the Romulan wig. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the real tachyons were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you... I would also note that it'd be interesting, like, from, from Maddox's standpoint, to to at least try to glean if that admiral had any idea about it at all. Because if they had no idea, then this will all be news to them. But right. it's entirely possible they knew this because they're higher up in the ranks of Starfleet. So, so that's actually a, a fairly substantial question, in, in in my opinion, right? Is like, how much does this admiral know, and how is she going to react? Is she going to be like, oh shit, you guys figured it out? Or is she going to be like, oh my god, I had no idea. Uh, that's I can't believe Starfleet did that. Um, you know? Yeah. So... You, you know, the, it's it's your estimation of how, you know, which one of those two ways is, is she going to react. Um, yeah, if she knows, then yeah, you absolutely are like, we kept your secret, so I'm going to call in a favor later. If she has no idea, then you kind of just are just reporting the truth of what happened and deal, figuring out right. what happens from that point on. So, so yeah, um, is that you guys are going to report the truth? Correct. Yeah. Okay, you make your reports, uh, and you actually make it in, in written form, like you write up a report as standard procedure, and then she communiques uh, with you uh, later the next day in uh, you know in private you know in, <laughs> in your the brig room. when I'm in the brig <laughs> <laughs> yeah in your ready room uh, and uh, she is it's clear even though she's a Vulcan and she's very stoic and unexpressionless otherwise it's very clear that she did not know about the origins of of this this test uh, she asks how you found out um, because you skipped over that part in your report are you going to confess to Hacking into Starfleet classified files? No. no. Captain? We could say we got it from, from the onboard ship log. Yeah, you can. I which mean, we did, except we didn't learn it at the ship. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't be lying. Yeah. That's a fair lie. Um, so you're not going to confess the fact that you hacked into Starfleet uh, records without authorization. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, we just learned it from okay. the ship's log. Okay. Um, yeah, she is. she's aghast, at least as aghast as a Vulcan can be. Um, she's not pleased that you gave the the Hamilton to the Romulans, um, or that that you basically given the Romulans ammunition to. Um, sorry, pause, cat. That's a weird thing for the Romulans to say. She is I hope not pleased. You just like shot putted the cat because <laughs> you grunted. So. <laughs> I did, and she's like sixteen or seventeen pounds, so it's not yeah. easy to do. So picking it up, uh, Admiral Talara is not happy about the fact that you gave the Hamilton to the Romulans, even if it is old and doesn't have any technical secrets worth worrying about. You still gave a Federation starship to the enemy, and that's not great. She's also not happy that you gave the Romulans ammunition to embarrass the Federation diplomatically down the road. Even though there are no ongoing relations between the Federation and the Empire right now, there's no ambassador, there's no embassy, there's no ongoing negotiations of any kind, it's still ammunition they can have and hold on to in the long term and deploy the right time to get some kind of concession they want. They don't have a tachyon weapon that ages everyone, so you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're welcome. 
But ultimately, the most important aspect of the mission is that they did not walk away with the weapon itself, and that you definitely achieved. Hey! You took the Tachyon weapon back with you to yes. the Tempest with the intent of destroying it, and you also wiped the plans of it from the Hamilton's computer, so the Romulans don't have access to those either. And now, with the colonists of Karina 7 safe and sound once again, the Tempest triumphantly warps away to her next adventure. Um, 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 should we, should we put the Mackleys back? <laughs> oh no. And you are now on the other side of the Federation. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Congratulations. You've reached the Amelia Project. A new life awaits. If you're not serious about this, hang up. If you continue, there's no way back. Leave your message after the beep. Enter the offices of the Amelia Project and be ready for surprises, twists and turns. Follow the Amelia team as they help their clients fake their deaths and come back with new identities. Each episode is different. Each client coming to the death-faking agency has a unique story to tell. If death and disappearances, comedy and crime, mystery and magic sounds like your cup of... cocoa, The Amelia Project is the podcast for you. Search for The Amelia Project wherever you find your podcasts. And remember... Leave your message after the beep. <laughs>